0: to the Art of Vibrant Living. I am Daniel Aaron, uh, blessedly joined today by Parashakti. I'll introduce you to her more in a moment. Maybe I'll introduce her to you, actually. Um, And I'll say right away, thank you to Longevity Drops, our sponsor for the show. And happy Valentine's Day. Holy Love Day is the way I'm thinking of it. And part of why I'm especially excited for this show, one Parashakti is an amazing teacher and a dear friend. Um, We're also going to give you something unique and special in this show, which is a uh, a guided experience, an internal experience where you actually, um, rather than just hearing us, which hopefully will be useful to you. um, Also, we're going to give you an experience yourself that relates to the theme of the day, which is um, love and divine masculine and divine feminine, and incidentally about the show I will go through the comments so if you're not watching with us live um, feel free to ask questions reach out um, I love to get connected with you I'm so grateful to my good friend David Wolf for having me here and um, feel free to chime in with questions as we go also now today February 14th it's my pleasure to introduce Parashakti She is the founder of the Dance of Liberation, or Dance of Liberation, which is a very cool modality. I'll let her tell you more about that herself. She is also a rising movie star, (laughs) uh, in that there is an incredible film that was made about her, which is about to blast out to the world, and I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that, because it relates to also how she got here. Um, And then the last thing I'll say for now is, uh, it's a very cool thing for me, having recently moved to this city of angels to reconnect with Parashakti, because we actually first met about 20 years ago up the coast in California at Esalen Institute. And our paths have um, woven together over the years through different events that we've led and, and our work in New York and Bali, Um, And it's really great that um, we have the chance to work together again now. She's going to be part of the faculty for the yoga teacher training at Omega in May. Um, And she's also launching into something really exciting right now with a partnership with a recovery center here in Los Angeles. And I'll let her tell you more about that. So enough said from me. Harashakti, thank you for being with us.
1: Wow, such an honor to be with you and to be with all of you such a profound and auspicious day to share. I love that dance move that you just did because for me everything is born from movement and that's where my inspiration has come from the age of four is to allow for the movement of the soul to create a new language and so every day we're creating this new language and what a perfect day today on this love day as you said, the holy day of this universe to create a new language of the divine masculine and feminine. So on that note, I'll just kind of touch upon a little of the few things that you um, shared about who I am and what I'm creating in this world. Um, I am the, the creator, visionary, founder of Dance of Liberation. It is based on seven foundations, and it is a dance of life. So each foundation takes you into the depth of your soul and you live that foundation as a way to really follow the the path of your mission. And so it's a map of your soul. That's how I like to create it. And today we're going to touch a little bit upon the experience. We're not gonna take you dancing because part of the sixth foundation is actually putting a blindfold on and going into the deep dark seclusion of your deepest prayer and dancing it. But I don't think we're gonna be dancing today, are we?
0: Maybe not today, maybe later, <laughs> Okay. maybe not in this format.
1: Okay, we'll invite you to our our home of, of the dance floor one of these days. So yes, so today we're, we're going to plant a seed of an experience for you so that you can join us on this soul map, so that you can connect with your divine masculine and feminine and really fall in love with yourself so that then you can see the other in the realms of those eyes and hearts. So... There's a lot more to be shared on that. Do you want to start with the experience? How would you like to flow?
0: Well, how about, how about this? You've got some um, great vision and experience for what um, what today is about divine, masculine, and feminine, internal, external, in relationship with the outer, in relationship with mm. ourself. Um, so do you want to say a little bit about what that means to you and and the use that as a precursor or to lay the foundation for the experience that we'll offer?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. So um, for me, um, the connection between the masculine and the feminine is always an opportunity to be able to unify, to come together with both of these two powerful parts of me so that then I can fully be in service as um, a very solid unit for the world. And so what I would like to to facilitate here with the support of Daniel is a journey that we all go on so that we all connect today with, first of all, the universal vibration of love and also with the inner vibration of love, which is that marriage between the dance of the masculine and feminine. And so from there, I think I will raise the the eagle feather which I always like to bring and to be able to honor my elder Wakia Unmane Thunder he walks with, who has passed on a lot of this work to me and has offered me really the depth of connection between the spirit realm and the physical reality, which we're about to go into cool cool all right so what i invite all of us to do wherever you are in the world is to go ahead and just close your eyes you don't need to look at us for this journey we too are going on the journey with you by closing our eyes and that is the very first foundation of creating sacred space is being able to go within and being able to see yourself which is the theme the healing of today's dance together. And as we enter into this sacred container of that intention of seeing in the darkness our true selves uniting the masculine and the feminine, really allow yourself to drop into your breath. Allow yourself to anchor and ground into the field of this unified invitation to enter together into a new door that is being opened for all of us today on this day of love. And I invite you to connect with your heart by putting your hand on your heart and gently beginning to feel that connection between your heart, your own heartbeats, the beat between the masculine and the feminine within you. And just taking that in, what does that mean for you to have that internal balance of these two forces of nature that are here to open up a new door for you, to discover even a deeper part of yourself today? What do you need to do to bring these two together? Do you feel more connected to your feminine? Do you feel more connected to your masculine? Just explore and discover. And whatever it takes right now to imagine these two parts of you coming together as one, use your creative imagination That's what shamanism is all about, is using the imagination to be able to enter into a new state of reality. And so imagine that these two parts of you that might feel very intertwined and might feel very apart coming together and drop in even more with your breath, more with that inner sanctified self that is you. And really hold with the palm of your hand these two parts of you that are coming together. In many ways we can call this soul retrieval so that any parts of you that might feel disconnected can come together as one. And as these two parts of you connect, what is the message that the divine masculine and the divine feminine offer you today? Let it whisper. Let it speak out. And let it vibrate. Send it out right now. Send the message out into the world. This message is a prayer. This message is your intention for the journey with us today and keep that close to your heart. And this message is one to be shared. So perhaps you can even share it with us by whispering it because vibrationally we can all hear each other. Welcome home, thank you, and thank you.
0: All right, awesome. Thank you, Parashakti. Mm -hmm. And if you are still sitting with your eyes closed, feel free to continue that way or open them back up. And that was beautiful. It's a beautiful reminder to come into into ourselves. And in, in, in our day and age, it's so easy to be just constantly externally focused. And there's so much information and adding on to what Parashakti just shared with us. I want to step back a little bit and define a little masculine and feminine. Um, my sense is that's something that's really misunderstood these days and uh, a source of a lot of, if not tension, uh, a an emptiness in us. And So just to clarify a couple things, masculine and feminine, as Parashakti indicated, we both we have we all have both of those inside of us. And these are energetics or forces that we all have. And most of us have an essence that is more masculine or more feminine, whether we are in the gender of a man or in the gender of a woman. And and it can be reversed. A woman can be more of a masculine essence, though that's more rare. And a man can be more. Having a feminine essence, though, that's more rare. So what's really important uh, to know these days, and um, it's a huge topic, though, I want to give you the juiciest, most important part of it, is to get in touch with what is your essence and to be able to create your life so that you live more and more from there. And masculine essence is much more about um, active and doing and penetrating the world with activity with consciousness Um, and feminine is much more receptive it's more about relationship it's more about receiving and again we all have both of those inside us and we can sometimes be in one or the other what happens a lot though is we've gotten confused as a culture um, in that we have A lot of men who are living more from their feminine and a lot of women who are living more from their masculine. And the problem with that is we're confused and it's not fulfilling when we're living outside of our essence. It's a good progression that we've had as a culture to get to that because we were um, in a phase, you know, 20, 30 years ago or maybe even 40 years ago where it was much more like masculine dominating and feminine submissive. Right. And that was yucky uh, for us. And so getting women being more empowered and this is a topic that's coming up a lot these days, obviously with what's showing up in the media, some information about, um, masculine, uh, abuse of feminine in ways, um, So feminine getting more empowered has been a great progression. At the same time, um, women have in some ways gotten so strong that it's hard for them to be receptive and feminine. And I'm speaking generally, so I hope none of this gets taken out of context. Um, Where we're at is this beautiful phase, and I think Parashakti is a, a great example for us of where women can be actually so strong and clear that she is independent and not needing A masculine presence in her life or a man in her life that she actually is then capable of and open to having that because she doesn't need it. We never want to approach anything, uh, especially dating, relationship, out of need, right? Uh, Desperation ain't sexy, we could say. All right. Now, hopefully that clarifies a little bit masculine and feminine. And tell us this, Parashakti. you, you've had a, a really interesting journey in your life. Um, and, uh, part of what to me is very interesting that we can go into in the show is people know me in some ways as a yoga guy, and that's what I'm most known for. Uh, and yoga is a path toward union, right? Union with our higher self. Um, it's something that in these days could be a very powerful tool with a world that is so divided. Um, and yet yoga is also very kind of linear and masculine in its usual orientation. You come from a world that is, well, you've had a lot of experience with yoga, right? Mm-hmm. Even your name comes in some way from that. Um, and you've also had a lot of experience with dance, which, um, at least in my perspective, and you clarify what you think is, um, much more of a feminine organic round where yoga is linear, um. So what's your sense in terms of your own journey and in those modalities?
1: Yeah, thank you. So I'll start by saying that um, from a very young age, I did not like structure. So um, I stopped studying in eighth grade and I danced my way through magnet schools, performing arts schools, both in the States and in Israel. And when I went into the army, I feel is when I really developed what I like to call the armadillo skin and kind of that male dominant needing to like fight for my country. And after that experience of the army, I felt like I needed a major breakthrough. And because dance was always and just my guiding light and my way of exploring who I am, what I am and where I want to go, I danced my way to the States. Mm-hmm. And within the process of, you know, just the hero's journey, if we may call it, I found myself living in in ashrams, both in uh, New York City, believe it or not, and in Charlottesville, Virginia. And in that experience for two years of dedicating my life to the yogic path, that's when I really, began the introspective journey of movement as the embodiment of the feminine. And when I got my name Parashakti in 1999, that's when too I had to go on a deep, deep exploration of the feminine. And through the femininity of of the dance that began to teach me how to, I would say come back into the feminine just because of the army style life that I had in Israel for two years, Um, that's when clarity of, of, of that momentum of the masculine and the feminine came into balance. For me, it was the need to break those through structure that allowed me to really develop dance of liberation, which I do feel is a very feminine, in-depth shamanic journey of the self.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a couple of things you said that I want to come back to. One that you sparked for me, though, is it's culturally so challenging for women to be in the feminine these days. Um, Not everybody has had the extremity of being in the army, um, you know, and I I love the way you said that, you know, "When when I went into the army, like that's a normal thing you know, of course, in Israel, that is a normal thing, right? Everybody goes, you know, serves a couple years in the army. Um, For the rest of the world, though, you know, army and that kind of training and that rigor and, you know, training for warfare is like such a foreign thing. But at the same time, the world we live in and the business world, the work world is, you know, we're not using guns, but we're using laptops and pens and business meetings. And it's such a it, it's such a masculine world that we live in. Um, and, and I love what you said about using dance to come back into the femininity. And, you know, if there's one thing that I can offer as a, something helpful for women, um, it's, it takes consciousness and, and effort. Um, it takes uh, planning, intention to be in the feminine, to live in the feminine. Um, you know, some women, their life is set up that way so that they live in it a lot of the time, but for a lot of people, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm curious for you with your experience, cause you're a teacher, you're a leader, you're out there, you're holding space for other people, um, you know, in ways of coming back into the feminine, uh, dance is one of them being uh, sensual massage, listening to music, being with sisters. Those are all ways to come back into the feminine, um, and I guess I'll say one more thing just to round out what I was saying earlier about the masculine feminine is when when we're not living in our essence, uh, you know, when, when a woman whose essence is feminine isn't living in that, what she feels is depleted or unfulfilled. Um, and same for a man when he's living in the masculine, if his essence, sorry, a w- man whose essence is masculine, if he's living in, living in the feminine, he's going to feel depleted. And there's a lack of passion in relationships when we're confused on that. And so many possibilities of um, where to go with that. Mm -hmm. um, What would you say for for women who, you know, are perhaps just becoming aware of, or maybe they're already aware of wanting to live more in the feminine and uh, how to do that?
1: You know, what word comes to me, Daniel, is permission. I think that giving ourselves permission to, um, to embody the feminine, and um, I feel like the feminine has completely to do with intuition. And whatever it takes you as a woman to really trust your intuition, Um, Your gut feeling is the opening, the essence, as you call it, of of embodying the feminine. Um, We are channels. We are empty vessels. We're hollow bones. And not that you guys aren't, too. um, And just to honor the sisterhood here is that by becoming empty, hollow bones and trusting that we are channels of information and wisdom and power, and just allowing for that energy to dance through us or move through us, breathe through us, I feel is the essence of embodying the feminine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely said. Uh, and on that note, I'm going to pause for a moment to uh, thank our sponsor, Longevity Drops. And, you know, once again, I, what I love about this, and well, what this is, is a herbal tincture. Um, in America, we would say herbal tincture. And that means there are some amazing ingredients, some uh, powerful, powerful herbs, medicinal herbs like chaga, Romania, cordyceps, um, he- Hoshu Wei or Heishu Wu. It's pronounced in different ways. And in a tincture format, the, the medicine is concentrated. So, you know, the way this, this guy works is you just take one dropper full of it into your mouth morning and the evening. And it's such concentrated, powerful medicine. Luckily it tastes great because they use a really nice um, coconut glycerin rather than alcohol for it. And um, I'll share one story. I was thinking of this today. I I use this every morning and and evening myself. Uh, Heishu wo, one of the key key ingredients here, also known as foh tea. Part of how it got its name is the story that there was a, uh, this is a Chinese herb, um, Mr. Ho who came to see his herbalist because he um, was getting old and his hair had gotten gray and he was rounded over like this and and he wanted to have children and um, so his herbalist said okay well you know let's get some faux tea going for you and he started taking faux tea and then the story is that his structure changed he became upright again his hair turned from gray to black and then he fathered several children. And um, and that's, you know, part of what's beautiful about this tincture is it's just, it's such, such powerful herbs. And again, tonic herbs means that they give us what we need. So sometimes we need upliftment and energy. Sometimes we need to chill out and the herbs and nature has an intelligence to it. So thank you to Longevity Drops. And You know, the question that comes to my mind, um, one of my teachers said to me once, Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And it really hit me at the time. And, you know, to give a little balance, I've, we've been talking a fair amount about the feminine here and the masculine. Part of where the masculine's gotten confused over the years is well, the masculine energetic has done a lot of damage to the world and a lot of damage to women. And part of what we learned in the 60s and what we're learning on another level now is the masculine needs to be more in tune. Now, the challenge with that has become that a lot of masculine energy, which is leading, which is guiding, has gotten to be uh, soft to the point that You know, sometimes a woman will say, well, what do you want to do tonight? Or where should we go? And the masculine says, well, whatever you want. Ah, And then you can feel how that deflates the energy of it. The masculine part of all of us is meant to lead, meant to take charge. And that's what the feminine wants. But because the masculine has tended to get weak and follow rather than lead, oftentimes the feminine these days doesn't feel like she can trust a man to lead. And so she takes the lead herself. So part of the dance of that for all of us is, you know, for the feminine to say, well, I'm going to just trust my man, trust the masculine to lead me, even though uh, he seems to be lost right now. You know what? And the masculine, um, even though we're not sure how sometimes to lead the feminine, has to find the courage and step into that leading. And that's where we get the passion back in the relationships. Now, here we are on Valentine's Day, 2018, in a world that is more divided than we've ever had before. Exciting times. What, um, what do you think it takes on a global level? What do you feel it takes? And by the way, the feminine feel, masculine think. We all have both capacities. (laughs) But what do you feel? It takes, where where are we going? How are we going to get there?
1: Well, first, I have to say is that um, thank you for making that adjustment of when you said, What do you think? and then you said, What do you feel? because that is such a state of permission, as I said before, to enter into this deeper place of exploration of my intuition, of my trust, and being able to find the answer rather than think. The answer, because I would probably answer you from my masculine in a whole other way if I wasn't to be guided with your um, what do you feel. So thank you for that and being in the masculine of that. Wow, that that is um, such a beautiful and and big question. And when I when I feel into that, I feel that it is our time to step up and to step up. In our leadership role, and to allow ourselves to to share um, our hearts and to share just our the deepest parts of ourselves that are so healing and so again so intuitive um, that is it's we're we're directly. And so is the masculine, but we're directly connected to mother earth and she's got all the answers. And so when we tune into her, I feel like on a global level, we can, we can make such change, um, again, dropping in and listening and trusting. And from that space, moving forward in our leadership.
0: Mm -hmm. What, what is your sense of, what do you feel is feminine leadership? how is it different
1: mm. Mm. how is feminine leadership different wow yeah
0: well and maybe maybe i can offer something and yeah, see if please. this resonates cuz yeah. what what came to me as i asked that is you know my sense is we've had such a time of masculine Immature masculine leadership, which is, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to do to the earth. This is how we're going to take the earth's resources, um, which in some ways is like saying, you know what? I don't care what she feels. This is what I want. And, you know, a feminine approach to leadership is still engaging the masculine and saying, hey, this is what we're doing. Yet it's also engaging the feminine to say, and I'm feeling into what's needed here and what's required. And, and I think, you know, whatever our opinions about the last election, the fact that we had a woman running for president and, you know, maybe even close is certainly suggesting that the patriarchal dominance that we've had for this long time may be shifting. You know, and some would say, all right, well, it's, you know, it's too late because the world, you know, we've already screwed it up too much. But hey, you know, it's a good story and we're hoping for a comeback on the earth and to get a kind of mature masculine that says, hey, this is where we're going and it's because this is what's needed for all of us. And it is really that feminine ability to to feel, to tune in that uh, hopefully we're coming back to.
1: Yeah, Again, with uh, words that come through is the word um, that got invoked in me as you were speaking is the word receptivity. And how do we as women become vessels of that source so that when we are receptive, when we're able to receive, then we're able to give on a much bigger and global level.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I'll step aside for a moment to uh, share with you all something that I'm really excited about, um, which is, I mentioned briefly at the beginning that Parashakti is going to be working with me on my next yoga teacher training. And part of why I'm so excited about this yoga teacher training is because I feel like we are on the edge of this great comeback. And yoga teachers right there are eight zillion yoga teachers in the world right everybody and your brother's done a yoga teacher training and yoga's still growing in popularity you know and for me all those years in bali and developing and honing a teacher training i feel like it's all for the reason of coming back to the u.s now and being able to create something that's entirely different to create a yoga teacher training that is getting yoga teachers to be not just fitness guides, but to really be leaders and stepping up and giving people more than uh, moving their bodies, giving them an experience of coming into themselves. And and again, the world is so divided right now. Yoga means union. So part of what what I'm doing on the training and why I'm so excited about Parashakti being on the training too, is including a lot of incredible faculty And a lot of different modalities and viewpoints that actually allow people to to fully become their essence, to fully become yogis. And um, so for anyone who's interested in yoga teaching, whether you are or whether you're already teaching, whether you want to be teaching, or you just want to have a powerful experience, I so invite you to come with us May of 2018 at Omega Institute. It's going to be incredible. And part of what it's going to be is also... An experience of dance of liberation and you know we'll probably wrap ourselves up soon though um would you share a little bit though about dance of liberation and how you came to that and what the what the value is and what people can take away from it right now even before having the experience of
1: it Thank you so just a little bit of history. Um, I've been dancing since I'm four years old. I think I already shared that that was my passion and my mission and that's what it continues to be is how I express myself and I went through um, what I like to call the dark night of the, the soul which got me into the depth of shamanism. Um, I had two severe injuries. I was told I was never going to be able to dance again and I had to learn how to doctor my own self um, and bring myself back from both um, physical pain and, of course, the break of emotional, mental, and spiritual complete disconnection um, when I was healing from my injuries. And a deeper voice came through from experiencing physical pain. That pain um, was what led me to really listen to the deeper guidance within, to the inner teacher, rather than need someone from the outside world to say to me, this is what you need to do. When I was able to take that journey inward and really listen to my own inner voice, my own intuition, my uh, that new direction that I was about to embark on then, um, that's when the truth revealed itself. And it has been a journey since then. Um, Dance of Liberation is and will continue to evolve. The main tool of it through taking people on a journey of the seven foundations, which again is is a lifestyle and an opportunity for growth and transformation, one of the main tools that we use, whether you're on the dance floor with us or not, is again, just the seclusion of darkness, closing your eyes, putting on what I brought here just to share because this is the The sacred tool that we use is we put this blindfold on so that we can let go of all the distractions from the outside world so that when we take it off we can actually see with unlimited vision and so the process that we specifically too are going to do that i'm so excited to be part of at the teacher training at omega is we're actually going coming at the end of the month after you know they've gone through this unbelievable training And um, I will be initiating, um, doing through Dance of Liberation, the initiation of becoming your own true, authentic teacher, um, because everyone has their authentic voice and how to become that teacher. And you you can learn it from a book, but there is definitely a book of wisdom inside, which that's what Dance of Liberation has taught me throughout the process of putting this beautiful blindfold on.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. I love something you said in there, which I think is worth highlighting for everybody. Uh, You went through the dark night of the soul, you know, and in case you didn't catch that part of what what she meant by that. And I know this this part of her story is that um, dance was her way of being alive in some ways and thriving and then to have a physical injury that stopped that was uh, emotionally crippling as well is that fair to say
1: absolutely
0: and you know this concept this a spiritual concept of the dark night of the soul is where you know everything we know and feel in in terms of our identity and our success crumbles and it feels like we're gonna die and for me as um as a teacher and especially as a coach um i i feel sort of horrible about this and it's sort of funny i, I often people say to me, you know, this really bad thing is happening and I feel like this and I don't know what to do. And, um, you know, of course my first response with them is like, okay, Hey, that's big, that's heavy. But, and then there's another part of me that's saying, woohoo, right on. That's awesome. Because it's only, you know, in the sense of when we take away what we normally see, and it's only when the normal things that maybe aren't fully authentic or satisfying when they fall apart, that a truer self or a truer life can be born. So, and I bring that forward for y'all today, because, you know, these are big times we're in, um, in the last few years. So many people I know have had major life transitions um, and major challenges and losses. And you know and and there's certainly room is headed for some major catastrophe or major loss and you know there are a lot of doomsday predictions whether it's political or geological and you know the part of me that taps into spirit or as a coach says woohoo right on good because that's when something new, that's evolution. Evolution is all about letting go of something so that something else can be born. And, you know, I know that y'all know that if you're on the show, you're interested in vibrant living. You're interested in evolution, spirituality, radical health. And my question is always, well, how good can it get? How much further can we go? You know, the, the Tao says it's when we let go of... Who we think we are that we can become who we really are.
1: Yeah, you know, it's um it's the word again that comes as dismantling is being completely dismantled in order to be pieced back together. And the pieces that come back together after going on that dark night of the soul couldn't be more better than what they are and what they show up as because of what we've gone through. So I welcome to we call it the shadow. The shadow to come in and dance and teach us and liberate us through dance of liberation.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a really powerful um, reminder for all of us because it's so easy to, especially in a Facebook culture, to like and positive and everything's good and I'm awesome. And to welcome the shadow, to welcome any feelings. There's that great Rumi poem called The Guest House it says, welcome your sorrows and your pains at the door like an old friend. You know, laugh and let them in. It's when we allow all of that that we become fully alive, vibrantly alive, as I like to say. All right. I have the feeling that we are wrapping up. And so I will say, I am saying thank you again to Longevity Drops, our sponsor. Thank you. Shakti for guiding us into an experience of the masculine feminine. Thanks for your journey, which has resulted in so much uh, light and service to the world. And thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you. So I just want to say one last thing is that, um, and if you're just joining us now and you weren't with us for the experience of the journey of the meditation of uniting the masculine and the feminine, Whatever it is that you have received from this journey together, whether it was the meditation at the opening or anything that just spoke to you deeply, just allow that to be your dance today. Take that into motion, into movement, into prayer, because you'll see that that energy will start to flow. And in the physical realm, something will lovingly, vibrantly, liberatingly show up for you today on this sacred day. So much love to you.
0: Thank you. That's, that's beautiful. And that reminds me of one other thing too. One mm-hmm. of the, my favorite things that I say to yoga teacher trainees is really what we're doing on the training. This is like a sneak preview if you're not going to be with us. Is we're learning how to fall in love with ourselves. Right. right. And how to be with ourselves with whatever we feel, even if it's not social media appropriate. And when we learn to love ourselves then we are loved Then we are loved out in the world. So on this day for y'all, I invite you to make a list of 49 different ways that you love yourself, that are amazing about yourself. And then I invite you also to be a bit radical and unusual and tell 49 people something that you love about them. (laughs) That's the easiest guaranteed way of receiving love is to give it so easy to do and it always takes people by surprise yeah. all right well i love you i love that you are here that you're interested in upping the vibration of your life and uh, once again i will go through the comments so if you got questions or you want to reach out if you're interested in coaching with me or joining on the training and you want to find out more let me know if you want to learn more about parashakti easy to do you'll see her information here too and with that, I'm Daniel Aaron. It's been The Art of Vibrant Living. We'll see you soon.